You're listening to Sharni Vision Podcast, a Punjabi lifestyle podcast where I spotlight a Punjabi living their aligned life. Sashri and welcome. I'm your host, Supreet Sohi, skin therapist and life coach. On Sharni Vision, I bring you a new guest each week to share their courageously aligned journey. My goal is to share their journeys and stories to awaken your inner lioness or lion to follow its soul's purpose. Let's join the conversation. Um, it's been okay. I mean, I stay at home mostly, so in some ways it's been fine. Uh, I spend a lot of time doing work, creating content. How about you? Yeah, same. I been doing this and just taking it easy I guess you know day by day kind of thing right yeah but the last time I saw you was at Slashy at New York oh wow wow (laughs) right was that 2018 or 2019 yeah I 19 I think right I don't remember the exact year yeah, I, I've been following your journey since then. Um, and to be honest, I, I love the content you put out there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you like ex- go through your journey? Um, uh, so, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you started off your platform about Sikki, you know? And how you relate things is just so interesting. Right. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, you know, my journey has evolved too. Cause like I started writing and performing poetry in 2011. And that's really where a lot of this started, um, especially in relation to my Sikhi and like my connection. Cause at the time, actually, I wasn't really practicing the faith, right. I kind of distanced myself and was not really you know, following it in a sense. And uh, I discovered poetry after uh, basically dealing with a breakup and stuff like that. And uh, so my poetry is really what started to reinvigorate my desire to explore Sikhi um, because I was writing a lot about my experiences in, you know, not only discrimination from outside the community, but the judgment I would face inside the community, within the community, Uh, for different things I did and the way I lived my life. And uh, so my poetry allowed me to unpack a lot of that, um, that emotional turmoil I was dealing with that I just never had an outlet for, especially being a Punjabi man who's really not encouraged to, you know, explore my emotions and be sad. So it all started with my poetry. And then through there, I started to find a, connection with Sikhi because it is about liberation and that's what my poetry was giving me so they kind of mesh together and that's really when my journey into Sikhi began I like to think uh, and since then I've been exploring it more and more and then the pandemic happened and I was creating content on TikTok just sharing my poetry and I was doing okay I think I had garnered a couple thousand followers uh, and then I had realized the uh the way the algorithm works for TikTok and the For You page, it's very different than any other platform. And what I realized is that my face and my videos were showing up on random people's pages and 
they probably had questions about my identity and who the heck is this guy that's showing up on my screen. And so I thought, hey, maybe I should just share a little bit about Sikki so people have, you know, a bit of an understanding. Like, they're probably just curious and they don't feel comfortable asking. So I will open up that door for them so that they don't have to worry, like, is this okay to ask? Am I going to offend him? And so I started making videos talking about Sikki. And what's funny, though, is I planned on doing just a couple of videos covering the basics and, you know, people would be satisfied and it would be all good. And then I could do everything else, talk about whatever else I want. And my second video hit like 60,000 views on TikTok in a day. And I was like, oh, okay, people really, really are interested. And the more I talked about it, the more questions I, I get and the more followers and views and engagement I get and people interested in learning about Sikki, which just absolutely blew me away. And now I have over 300,000 followers on TikTok because I talk about religion on this app that was like, it started off as a lip sync and like t dancing platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So from poetry to teaching people about Sikki, like, okay, tell me your poetry. I have to start from the beginning now. <clears throat> what was that phase about you know where were you po like where were you writing did you go out and do gigs like what was that yeah so i like i said i started writing in 2011 i actually had my first performance in december of 2011 so this actually is 10 years now that i've been writing and performing um and uh i performed at two events within the same week which was wild because i've never performed in front of people or spoken you know like publicly I was a very shy kid so going up in front of what ended up being like 300 people each event was uh not my uh, you know comfort zone but um I just really wanted to share my poetry I'd like watched you know YouTube videos of other spoken word artists and I just felt compelled to go and perform I said hey if I do bad I do bad whatever I just feel like doing this uh, so after my first performance, I remember walking off stage thinking to myself, like, oh, I want to do this. Like, this is what I, I want to do with my life. Uh, so I, from there, pursued it. Uh, and I was still in college at the time. So I kind of just used college as a, um, a practice, you know, like a training ground. So I went to every event I could that had, like, invited performers. I held open mics of my own I just performed for friends I just constantly performed during college and I um, I was actually involved in our student activities board and so I would bring poets to do events at our school and I kind of like picked their brains I talked to them tried to learn what I could do how I could make this a career and um, and that was you know the start and then once I graduated college um, I were I was working some other jobs and uh I still do because I also have a degree in film and television. So I, I work in videography, video production. Uh, but I knew I wanted to, you know, pursue poetry as a, as a career. And in college, I had attended these student leadership conferences. And what the way it works is that as students, you attend, you do workshops, you also get to see performers. Um, they're not big names. It's not like we're, you know, they're showcasing Drake and stuff, but they're quality performers that, you know, just, it gives them an opportunity for exposure. So I was like, hey, here's an avenue. So 
in uh, March of 2016, I actually went to this conference as a performer. You have to pay to attend as a performer and get like a, a spot to perform and all that stuff. So I saved up money the past two years because it's kind of expensive. Though, and uh, in 2016, I went and I performed. It's a 10-minute showcase that you get in front of like hundreds of college students. And it's like probably a couple of dozen colleges. So I went, I performed, and I actually got booked for six shows from that one performance and um, later that year. And so I did those and I, I kept trying to, um, you know, create this as a career. I, I've gotten bookings since then and I've traveled across the country. I've been to Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, uh, West Virginia, New Jersey, upstate New York, uh, Pennsylvania. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a lot with my poetry. That's amazing. Wow. I did not know that. And so like, what are the topics of your poetry? Do they change with location or the time frame? Like, what do you base that on? So topics wise, I kind of cover everything because it's really just whatever I write that comes into my mind um, or I write whatever comes to my mind. Yeah. And um, I don't really uh, ad- since honestly, I don't know like what my audience is going to be like. So mostly when I'm there, I will sometimes shift. Like I'll, I'll come in with a set, you know, that I, I'm thinking of doing these five poems, but then just based on, so something I also do is, and I took this from a friend of mine who's also a poet is in between poems, I allow people to ask questions um, because especially with someone who looks like me and does what I do. And there's a likelihood that they've never seen someone who looks like me doing poetry. Um, I, I open the floor for people to the audience to ask questions so that we can have a dialogue and it's not just me performing for an hour. Um, and so they can ask questions freely and openly if they want to talk about my faith or something I covered in the poem, my experiences that I share, uh, so that we can really have conversations about the, the ideas that I'm sharing. Because I talk about you know racial and gender inequality. I talk about prejudice. I talk about discrimination. But I also talk about self-love. I talk about social media and how we interact with our media. Um, I talk about uh, you know self-actualization and what we can, the potential we have within ourselves to achieve more. And so all these things, you know, especially as college students, you're questioning, you're wondering, you're trying to figure out what your path is. I feel it's really important to have that dialogue to maybe give them some insight. Like I don't know, I don't know if what I have to say has value for them but i found value in it myself and hopefully it can benefit someone else and most importantly uh what i strive to do whether it's through poetry or my my content on social media is to break barriers and build bridges wow i'm like speechless right now that's so beautiful like that you know that is you know how we cultivate the conversations you know and how we create safe space um, mm-hmm. and spread that through education, you know, and I think you did a beautiful job, you know, and, and that was my next question. Like throughout this whole journey, you've had your case, you know, um, that was, how did you take that as your identity during this whole journey? So, um, by the time I started writing poetry, that's when I really started to embrace my, my case. Like I never cut it. I never shaved or anything. And I've always worn a, at least a patka or a pug. But when I was younger, I wasn't really fond of my identity because of what I experienced, you know, especially living in a post 9-11 world. 
Um, I've dealt with a lot of racism and discrimination. And uh, actually one time I was working at Best Buy and a coworker of mine told me that a customer I had asked to assist if they needed any help, um, who politely said no, um, but they told the coworker that they didn't want my help because they thought I was dangerous. So I've always had these barriers in front of me, even if I wasn't aware of them. But what my poetry has done for me is allowed me to not concern myself. Like they don't impact me. I can, I take concern in terms of like addressing the ignorance, but it doesn't impact me, you know, even mm. being a, I hate calling myself a public figure, but being someone on a platform with a following, um, I get a lot of bigoted comments and, uh, you know, they don't really phase me. They actually bore me because like, it's never anything new or clever. It's just like, <laughs> shut up terrorists. I'm like, wow, I haven't heard that a billion times. Like it just, it's boring. So, <laughs> um, but what was really important for me was um, when I, I actually started college as an engineering major. And then because of my poetry, I switched to film and television because I want, I saw it like as a medium and a way to, you know, share my poetry. And so I had, I was taking a film 101 course and I sh decided to show my professor one of my poetry videos, excuse me. And I showed him the video and he, I was just asking him for feedback. And he said, oh, the, the poem's great. The video's really nice. But what's really important is that your image, that your look needs to be on screen. And at that point in my life, I had never heard anyone tell me that my look needs to be on screen. Right. And so I was like to this day, that was seven, eight years ago now to this day that 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 moment, that statement still like resonates with me and lives with me because it meant so much. And it, it just completely impacted how I looked at myself because I was like, who would want to see this look on screen? Like all we know about it or all it's shown as is negative. Why would I want to further push that? But it was showing the idea that like, hey, because of this negativity, we need to counteract with other images and of people really sharing, you know, um, positive perceptions of this identity. And so that really just elevated my view and appreciation for my case. And then, you know, the more I explore Sikki, the stronger it gets. And um, yeah, it's just like, it's something now that I, I won't even say take a pride in, but I just really value and I hold dear and, I'm not afraid of, right? Like I was afraid of how I look because of what other people are going to say and think and do. And now it's more of, I have seen how my look has actually been a, a benefit to me because people on my platforms and everything are just like, oh, I've never met a sick before and I've never had the comfort in asking them. And you make it easy to ask questions and learn. And that's all I want to do because I people literally admit to me, like I was raised in a racist household. I was raised with ignorance and a bad perception of people with turbans and you completely changed my mind on that. And if I never decided to talk about my faith and if I didn't have the comfort in my, my identity, that conversation, that mentality would never be addressed. Wow. Oh my God, you have me all emotional. <laughs> <clears throat> Literally I'm crying. Um, because it is like what you mentioned, you know, you're there for engineering and then you pivoted following your path, your fire, right? Mm -hmm. And and what that led to, what the beautiful journey it led to and all the beautiful conversations that, oh my God. Yeah, it's, um, 
it was it was really cool. I made this video because uh, I was explaining, you know, how the the star is worn to, um, you know, so we stand out, so we're recognizable, and so people can reach out to us for help, right? And so people mm -hmm. are like, oh, like what kind of help? Like, is it just emergencies or is it, you know, like, hey, I need directions? And so what I decided to do is I said, hey, I can't answer, like, I can't give you every example, but I encourage people to share their stories of a time a sick helped them out. And I that video has hundreds of comments of people just saying, you know, I was I was lost walking home and a sick helped me out or there was some man harassing me and I saw a sick and I asked him, could you just, you know, you know, stick with me until this person leaves me alone. And they did it. And like just the most amazing stories of people getting help from six or knowing they could reach out to a sick because of our the star and because of the, the fact that we stand out. And that comment section just warms my heart every time I look at it because there are so many beautiful stories of people sharing how they've been helped out by six. And I remember one in particular, someone was like, my my car broke down and I had to get somewhere. It was like car or truck. I forgot what it was, um, but they needed to get somewhere. So they said the sick drove them two hours and then they drove back two hours. So they were, it was like in the opposite direction of where that person was going. And I was just, I was just amazed at the fact that like, I knew six help out, but then to hear these stories, I'm like, wow. Six, like with the way people help out is beyond even sometimes what I think I do sometimes. It is, isn't it? And like when you share that, it's so, um, yeah, so heartwarming to see more sh stories like that, you know? People are always basking all this ne negativity, but where's this positivity? And I love that you bring that to the surface, you know? You were, uh, I had to take a second. You got me all emotional, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, it's it's a, the what what I also love is I've been able to learn as well because people will ask me questions that I don't have the answer to, and I have to go and look into it. I have to ask my parents or go to like someone else I know that's very knowledgeable and just you know it's it's so it's great. It pushes me to do what a sick is supposed to do and it's learn. I'm a, still a student. I never you know forget that part and the fact that this platform on TikTok specifically has allowed me to not only help other people understand Sikhi and appreciate it and, you know, change that perception of what, in, of what our identity is, but for it to in turn also help me learn and strengthen my Sikhi is like mm -hmm. a gift that I didn't know I was going to get. And I'm like grateful for this surprise, um, like blessing that I've been able to get of learning more and delving deeper. Like I've had people ask me deep questions and I just thought I would cover the basics you know, like what the meaning of case is, why we wear a turban, what our basic beliefs are. But people have asked me like, oh, what is, you know, do you fear death? I remember that question specifically. And I was like, well, and I had to process it and understand how I, how I view it, how Sikhi, you know, views death and the afterlife and all these concepts. And I was just like, I never expected to get to that level. <laughs> mm, wow. Yeah, it is a whole different level because you got to be in Jardigla, right? Yeah. You don't, you got to stay in Jardikala. That's the vibe you want to stay in. That's the level you want to stay at is Jardikala. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you make it so easy to understand. I love that about your um, content too. You know, they're easy, digestible, you know, it's, it makes sense. You know, I, I watched all the Marvel 
and mm-hmm. I'm also a Star Wars fan and everything like that. I get the memes, but you make it like, oh my God, yes. Like that, that connection you make is just mind blowing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I appreciate that. Cause, uh, I, uh, I definitely work really hard to like, I know with TikTok specifically, you have now three minutes, but like any video over a minute can't be shared. Um, so it's like, can't be like a, certain features like duets and stitches whatever but so i try to keep videos under a minute just so like it can get the most reach possible and it's hard sometimes to take these complex concepts and and fit them into a minute's worth of time so it's actually like a fun challenge for me if i can do it or not um but it's i love when i'm watching media and like i get those random ideas that connect to sikki and like parallel because it helps me understand it like i these concepts are very complex to some in some ways and so sometimes when i just like think when some when i heard uh, watching star wars someone explained the force i was like oh that really does sound like ikongar like that just sounds like the idea of the oneness in in uh Sikki. and um or when i was watching i think it was loki and they were you know talking about um the loki show he had like discovered some infinity stones um, when he was outside of space and time. And so they had no power. And it was just this realization I had of like the idea of not focusing on the material elements and really, you know, understanding the, the grander purpose, the grander spiritual element of, you know, the of the universe. Um, but to, to look at it that way was just like, oh, shoot. Because the, the, the Infinity Stones are such powerful items and then when he finds them in the, the time variant agency, I forgot exactly what, so the TVA, um, which is out of space and time, they have no power. So to think of these, these, uh, these um, items that we've seen in the MCU, literally like warp time, reality, you know, take away half the population, the, you know, yeah, the entire half the population of the universe. And then to see that they have actually no power it was so fascinating for me to think about, you know, how we give so much value and worth to material items, whether it's money or, you know, cell phones, whatever you want to, you know, mention. And so it was just a really fascinating connection I had seen with it. I love it. I love it. And then so during this whole time, like, where do you, do you, get this motivation? Like who's your hype person? Who's your circle? Or have you been, the lone wolf doing it on his own hyping himself up um no i mean i definitely have people in my life that are very supportive i actually run a lot of my video content by my mom i'm just like hey what do you think of this yeah it's great like that's another thing that's cool is my parents and i have ended up in like hour-long conversations just because i asked a simple question that i didn't know the answer to because someone else asked me in my comments, like, oh, what does Siki say about this specific thing? And I was like, oh, I don't know. So let me ask my parents. And then we just end up talking about it and we get into these conversations and like, it's amazing. Like I've been able to strengthen that relationship in that direction too, because I've had more time to talk to them, especially with the pandemic and everybody being inside. Um, but I mean, I, I run videos by my parents, by some of my friends. Some of my friends are really funny because they, they, uh, they tell people that they know a tiktok celebrity quote unquote um i i I hate it but i also really appreciate it it's it's amusing to me like one of my friends was like yeah 
I, you know, he was on dating apps. He's like, yeah, one thing I tell like these people I match with is like, oh, I know someone famous. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like that's that's so cute. <laughs> but, yeah, it's great. Like I, yeah, I have friends that give a lot of love for what I do. Um, and it's yeah, I'm very appreciative of the fact that like, in terms of just in terms of doing it, I do it mostly by myself in terms of creating the content and working on it. But I have people to like just you know give me that boost like I sometimes just share comments with them that irritate me or that I like and they just even their simple comments of like oh that was that was ridiculous or like that's so amazing to read like that's enough for me I don't need so much um you know hype I guess but uh I have enough of it (laughs) that's good that's good and so I you said you reconnected with Sikhi and you know you strengthen your relationship with your parents during this time so as your childhood do you feel like Sikhi was sort of pushed down your throat or was it just discovered on your own kind of thing so it was it wasn't pushed down on me like it wasn't forced on me but it was just not explained well in my opinion and not just not necessarily by my parents just like my community in general right I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that my parents and like their generation immigrated here. So they didn't have the time to like sit down and explain these ideas. So it was like, Hey, like keep your case, be a good butcha. And like, you're all good. Like that's like in a nutshell in the way they kind of, you know, like more or less explained it is just like, don't do X, Y, Z, do X, Y, Z. And you're, you're a good sick quote unquote. Um, But that's where it didn't. So when that, what happened is when I, started getting older and like, for instance, I would do like, you know, longer seva and I do seva all around the Gurdwara and everything. And I would still get people saying like, hey, what you do is great, but like, you should really wear a pug because I was wearing a patka at the time. And I'm just like, dude, why do you care? Like, it's, what does it matter? Why, why can't you just say I did a good job? I just, it, it just came off as very judgmental just because I wasn't living to their standard. Like maybe I just wasn't comfortable or ready to wear a pug. Maybe I just didn't, want to learn yet whatever the reason was but it just constantly felt like there was always a sense of belittlement it's like i don't know if that's just like a south asian culture like inherent trait because it seems to be um but like there's always this like judgment that comes with what people say and then also you'll see these six who they talk very big about like being a good sick but then you know they like go out and like party like nobody's business i'm just like how can you just don't be hypocritical. I don't care what you do with your life, but just don't be hypocritical. That's like the one thing, right? If you're going to say be a good sick, then don't like go, you know, get wasted and try to tell me I'm not being a good sick. That's where I get an issue. I don't care if you get wasted. It's just like, don't tell me to be a good sick if you're going to do it, right? So I saw a lot of that in my community and that's what distanced me from it was the judgment and hypocrisy that I saw because I just, I don't like that. And if you're going to tell me this is what sick is about, it's about openness and compassion yeah, you're not giving me that compassion. Why, why should I care? Like, why should I care what you have to say? Um, so that distanced me from Sikhi. But then my poetry brought me back into it. And I realized that as important as Sangat is, you know, I can still have a connection to Vaheguru on my own. Like, I don't necessarily need Sangat. It'll be great to get Sangat. And I'm sure I'll find Sangat as I continue this path. But I don't necessarily need it. Um, at least not this Sangat that I had around me. Um, and so that's when like it sh- that sh- shift shift in my mentality really changed 
like how I approach Sikhi because I stopped I stopped applying the people to the beliefs, right? Because I was holding the faith. Um, I was like holding yeah, I was holding the faith in a low regard because of the people, but like the principles never change, right? Sikhi is Sikhi and you know, equality for all, fighting against injustice, selfless service, those principles never change, no matter how many people don't adhere to it. And so that's where it became a one-to-one connection between me and Sikhi, between me and Vaheguru. And I just like, now even, I still like, I go to the Gurdwara, I sit, I listen to Kirtan, I do what I need to do, I do seva if I want, if I see some people, I, I talk to them, but like my focus is just like the connection that I get from being in that that space and that energy and like my focus isn't what other people are doing and like what they're telling me like I just kind of brush it off um and so yeah so that's kind of how my relationship with Sikhi has evolved I love that I I I sort of had the same kind of relationship with Sikhi was never pushed down my throat um but when you become more authentic with yourself and yeah that's when I became I rediscover Saki again, and it's amazing what Saki does, right? Right, and it's the what's so funny to me is that like uh, Saki warrants and encourages that authenticity, but if you choose to be authentic, people don't like that, and I'm always baffled by like why six in particular don't like it. Um, and so you know, like I write poetry. Our gurus wrote poetry, but somehow it's not like people will tell me like, oh, but you should try to do something else with your life. And I'm just thinking, bro, are you, do you read the Guru Granth Sahib Ji? Like, do you know what it is? Like, I, you, so it's, so you will listen to their poetry, but then my, I, I can't pursue poetry in my life. Okay. Like also Guru Nanak Dev Ji, like money was not his focus, but you seem to have a huge focus on money. It, it's just wild. <clears throat> And that's, yeah, exactly what you said. Other people's perception and views are just, it taints us sometimes, or um, they try to taint us and uh, Mm -hmm. put off off our paths. But we have to stay strong or stay focused. And and what you said about Sangeet, I love that too, but... I feel like you already have that Sangit. Your cheerleaders are your Sangit. And I think that's another thing we hold ourselves as like, they have to be that certain identity, that Sangit, you know? Um, yeah. My Nanaji had said that too, because he he got a bad taste from the Sangit too. And, you know, he's like, what the, it doesn't matter. You can make your Gurdwara anywhere. You can make your Sangit anywhere. It's about your mindset and the people around it. I'm like, that's so true. Like, mic drop um so yeah he i i I love that you mentioned that because that is so important who you surround yourself with oh yeah absolutely and i mean it's um like i would love to have and i do have a good amount of sick friends but I, i would love to have a stronger like sick community around me but i also recognize that like because of those experiences that just because someone's sick doesn't mean we're necessarily going to connect right like that Mm-hmm. inherent identity connection doesn't mean like we as people are going to connect and I'd rather have someone who shares I was actually talking about this with a friend of mine yesterday we were on live together on TikTok and I said like we are very different people in a lot of ways but the part that I think connects us is our values and our beliefs in terms of like how we treat people how we view people how we 
view ourselves and like that's what ultimately matters right because you know put whatever labels or parameters you want around sikki at the end of the day i see sikki as like just being a good human like it's just humanism in my opinion but um so if i can find someone who's a good human who strives to do good be good care for others that that's really what i ask for yeah it's just a basic it's like that's yes. literally basic <laughs> No. So I got to ask so what do you do for self care during this whole time of doing all this content work dealing with all these negative you know comments and whatnot how do you take care of yourself Um so obviously poetry is not just like a career it's my like outlet and my hobby um but also I love film and television uh it's another passion of mine uh, it's also why i work in the well i don't work in the industry but i work in the video field um but so i watch a lot of movies and shows and um that's like my way of what's funny is i don't relax when i watch movies and shows but because i analyze them a lot but that analyze that analysis is relaxing to me like it just it gets me going but it's not like a stress it just it frees me because i'm just like thinking about all these ideas and it's so much fun for me i literally you know i make videos about this you've seen them you know i just have so much fun discussing and exploring what messages themes and ideas are presented in our media um and especially as someone who knows the impact of media it's really important for me to explore that uh because it 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 changes people's perceptions and so i just i i watch so much film and television honestly. <laughs> well, I guess one self-care tip you have to tell me or have to share with us is your hair routine. Like what <laughs> is your hair care routine? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. I get that question a lot. I actually don't do much. Like I just I I I wash it, you know, every few days, maybe usually what about kind once of shampoo? a week. It's just head and shoulders. <laughs> it's really just head and shoulders. It's nothing special. Um I probably put the least amount of effort into my hair, into like my my hair on my head. I take care of my my beard more. Um like I have a beard and face wash that I use in the um in the shower by Cremo is the company. And then after I get out of the shower, I use a a, a blow dryer to kind of shape it by using like a, a a brush and the blow dryer to shape it the way it looks. Um, and then I use a beard and scruff softener after I'm done with that to kind of just help it a little more. <laughs> so that's a that's my beard routine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> my little brother's going through this phase, so I'll make sure he listens to this tip. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a video. I made a video sharing my routine. So if they ever need um it's uh yeah it's just like i don't know i i um i used to not care about like how my beard looked much but something about like performing in particular and being on stage i just kind of wanted it to have some sort of you know cleanliness to it i guess is the best word it's not really the best word but you know some something to make it just really like fit with the rest of my i'm i like i'm putting effort into my outfit and stuff so why not put effort into my you know facial hair it's a full-on glow <laughs> yeah i mean i love it um it's it's also like it it's in line with the rest of my like 
routine of getting ready where like I when I time my dasad, I usually do japji sahib. Um, I have like a, you know, a play, a, a you know, a track that plays of someone, you know, reciting japji sahib and I do japji sahib along with the, the track. And so it just, it helps me to get into a particular mindset, right, for the day. So the same thing with the beard. It's just like, it gives me time to kind of, relax and think but also meditate in a way um and it just feels good like i i love the comments i get about my beard it's great it's so do you leave it open all the time right you don't tie it or anything yeah it was never a thing for me i never even i think i tried it once when i was younger and i just didn't like it and i don't know something in my head just felt like uh not that this is the way six do it, but something about it was just like, this feels more fitting for me. Yeah, you have to find your own fucking style. Yeah, I still get people who are like, oh, you should gel it. You should use hairspray. You should tie it up. And I'm like, I, I don't want to. Like, I don't, again, I don't know why people feel the need to inject their feelings about something that has no impact on their life. Yeah. And then that's the thing when you've like, you go through your journey to try to figure out what feels comfortable with you and how to feel comfortable in your body, you know, how to feel comfortable with your hair, what's going to feel good on you, you know, whether it's tying it up or, you know, whatever it is, you have to do it on your own instead of people telling you what to do, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, it's whether it's the beard or it happens less now, but I still get comments about my the star, because I tied like apparently a UK style the star. Oh no, I just tied the one my uncle showed me how to do, and it was just easier than the way a lot of like my dad does it. And so mm. I like this way, but people are like, oh, that's like you should do this way, you should do that way. And I'm like, dude, why do you care? Like, just why do you <laughs> care? It's you're never gonna fulfill all their check marks, right? It's like whatever, don't the, even bother. The one, the biggest lesson I've learned in life, honestly, is that like no one else is waking up in your body. So mm-hmm. why do you stress what other people say so much? Like right. they're not living my life. So them telling me what kind of bug I should wear is irrelevant because they're not wearing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my God, Navpreet, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and having this amazing conversation. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for inviting me. This was, I, I love talking about all of this. So I really appreciate it. All right. Well, do you want to tell the followers where they can find you on TikTok and on Instagram? Sure. So it's a Nav the Poet, N A V the Poet, no spaces or underscores on TikTok, Instagram. Those are the two platforms I use the most. Oh, I do have a spoken word album out on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, Pandora as well. Um, again, if you search Nov the Poet, it's called Modern Times. Uh, so, yeah, you can check that out if you'd like to hear some of my poetry. Um, I do post videos on my poetry, but just not as much right now because I haven't written nearly as much as like in the last two years. <laughs> Well, they can follow you, and we'll definitely add the link to the Spotify. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Sharing Your Vision podcast. Bada changa lagya tusi mera saath ditta. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other lioness find the podcast. Stay connected with me on social media on Instagram at @sharingyourvision and while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get notified of weekly episodes, affirmations, healthy lifestyle tips, vegan recipes, skincare product recommendations, and newly added Sharni Life's monthly book club. I'll see you soon. Sashriya Kal.